on planting the seeds. Today we're talking dairy farming. Good morning to you. My name is Asanda Matsaunyani. We speak to Peter Wiley, who is a farm based in Grahamstown, about dairy farming. Hi, Peter. Thank you so much for your patience and, and thanks for chatting to me again. Well, it's actually because I've got a wife who's prepared to work. She's, <laughs> she's, she's actually doing the farming at the moment. And herein lies another big issue. I mean, the, the fact is that uh, when, when the whites arrived in this country, the cause of women, I don't know about the other um, tribes, the cause of women were basically the farmers. Yeah, and uh, I mean, farming is a woman thing, isn't it? Well, well, that's where it all begins. They <laughs> certainly have the abilities, um, as has been proven, because uh, Jill was born in London, had absolutely no farming background, and learned her farming pushing a pram. Uh, she she was uh, pushing the pram past my workshop every day with the four daughters that we had, and she just learned farming, and uh, she's a better farmer than me, that's for sure, in many ways. <laughs> that's amazing. So, Peter, let's talk about your, your dairy farming. You are doing sour milk and yogurt. Yes, you call it, call it fermented products. Now, um, we do the sour milk, which our local people call amasi, uh, simply because it lasts longer. When you've made it, you can store it for a longer period. The market demands it. You get a higher price for it, so there's more profit in us making sour milk and selling it. And as I say, the, the customers like it because we sell it in a uh, transparent container which shows the cream layer. When you look at our bottles, we don't, color, we don't sell, the, sell the product in a colored bottle. In other words, we don't uh, try and fool the consumer. He looks at the, 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 the real product through the transparent bottle, and the yardstick of value is the cream layer up on top where the cream settles to the top because it's lighter than the milk. And uh, it's been proven that uh, by Tim Noakes that cream is good for you and you can't fool the consumer. You can't fool his palate and his, uh, his knowledge of the product because they, they like our, our Marcy and uh, we, we often can't meet demand. But unfortunately, the demand fluctuates according to the temperature. Um, they tend to like drinking sour milk when it's very hot. So a car produces milk at the same level and uh, a car doesn't know anything about the consumer, so you're stuck with a lot of milk when the cold weather comes, plus the fact that the economy is right down. So at the moment, we're having a very difficult time, and it's not easy. With the, with the yogurt, um, it's also a fermented product, but a totally different process. And uh, uh, the black people are taking to yogurt, but it's mainly a white consumer, and the sales of yogurt are very much more even. Summer and winter, you sell virtually the same amount. It's a different market. At the moment, you're using predominantly cows for producing your dairy. Uh, we, sell, we, we only sell cow's milk. We don't milk anything else but a cow, dairy cow. What is the capacity of a cow in terms of how much milk it can produce? Well, it depends on the stage of lactation because when they first calve, they give uh, colostrum, which is uh, over at least three or four days. That's the first milk that uh, is meant just for the calf. It's got antibodies in it, and it's a, a laxative. Some people like it. They actually, we, we don't sell it, but some, we do favors and give it to some people. They boil it and make a special thing out of it. Then, then the calf's production uh, goes slowly up uh, over the, the first two or three months, and it reaches a peak, and then it slowly drops. 
and the, the lactation of a cow must incorporate over a year the dry period. So in other words, after 300 days of milking, you dry the cow off. You actually stop milking her and you stop feeding her, which gives her a bit of a shock, and she stops producing milk. And then you start feeding her to build up her reserves for the next lactation, which is very important. The cow, you can't just leave her because she's dry, and you've got to feed her a special ration, otherwise she may get milk fever, which is actually a very uh, problematic disease when the cow first calves. It's uh, subject to a, a disease called milk fever, which is the inability for the cow to cope with the big demands of calcium, and they just lie down, and so not that that kills them, but they lie down totally paralyzed, and their stomach blows up, which uh, actually stops them from breathing. The, the rumen blows up with, with gas, and uh, they just die. So you've got to be very expert at finding the jugular vein and putting in a product called calcium boroglucanate to save your car. For a dairy farmer, what kind of feed does one need to have in order to get the optimal amount of dairy coming out of a cow? Well, when I was at Agricultural College, the, the nutrition uh, lecturer, nutritionist, said that what a, a cow needs is palatability, bulk, balance, succulence, and suitability. Now, in succulence, ideally for a cow, it should have green, high-protein grass, which uh, in the Tsutsukama area uh, is found in Italian ryegrass, which they plant down there, and they give it a lot of nitrogen fertilizer, which makes it very green. If you drive down that area, you'll see very, very green areas. It was a certain farmer who got rid of some fane boss in that area and proved that you could dairy farm because it was regarded as an area where you couldn't farm before. High-rainfall area, fane boss, proteas, this sort of thing. Now they're growing ryegrass and producing milk. It's one of the major producing areas, uh, milk-producing areas in South Africa. Then near to us is the Alexandria area, where they grow mainly kikuyu grass, also a high rainfall area in a coastal belt right near the sea. Uh, I would see that uh, Transkai and Natal would be very good. Up in the maize producing areas, what the farmers do is grow mealies, and uh, they store it in the form of silage, uh, which is also done here by certain farmers. But silage is a pickled food. You take your, your complete mealy with the, with the mealy still on it. You don't harvest the mealy. And you take the stover, which is the stalk of the mealy, with a machine and chop it up very finely, put it into a trench. Uh, it, it used to be done in t- silos. Now that's a tar sort of tank. But nowadays you put it into a trench and uh, you trample it with the tractor to exclude all the air. There must be no air in it. And mealies make very good silage. And this has a tremendous advantage in, the, in that you can keep it for years. The fermented silage is extremely good for milk production, and you can keep that, that type of food for years. That was uh, Peter Wiley talking their dairy farming. He is based in Grahamstown in the Eastern Cape. My name is Asanda Matsaunyane. It's been a pleasure. We will continue this conversation tomorrow with Peter.